0: Hey, Aaron here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Keone Subiano, General Manager of CrossFit 2222 here in Austin. Born and raised in Hawaii, but has been here in Austin for about two years now. So welcome to the show, Keone.
1: Thank you for having me. Super stoked.
0: So excited to have you on. Oh my goodness. So we would love to hear a little bit about yourself, your background, um, how you got started, and kind of where you are today
1: pretty brief for the intro. So I was born and raised in Hawaii on the Big Island of Hawaii in, in the Waimea, And And um, I went to college. So my, actually, my cool story is my wife and I've been together since high school. We've been together for 25 years. And um, she's also in the fitness business with me. Uh, her and I both ended up going to college in Southern California. We went to Azusa Pacific University in, uh, in Southern California, just the east of Pasadena. We spent seven years out there. Um, I got a communications degree and my wife has a marketing degree and, um, but I found fitness, um, early in college and I was, uh, I played college football, played football all my life. And, uh, um, yeah, so I found a uh, uh, personal training. I worked at a bally a bally total fitness and I went in there and asked what I needed to do, to be a personal trainer. They said, Oh, just take this test and you can start. And I took the test, passed the test. My manager um, gave me my first client um, and her name was Brenda Mena on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And um, I whooped on her for a couple of hours and worked out with her. And I drove home that night and I'm like, damn, I just got paid. (laughs) I just got paid to work out. And uh, that was it. That was it. I I, I just, that was it. I fell in love um, with fitness. And, you know, um, my origin story was I, I was kind of a fat little kid in seventh grade and my friends were teasing me and then. I just started working out in my garage and I showed up to eighth grade, like yoked out. And then nobody messed with me after that. So that's my, that's my origin story. You know, I was like I found fitness early in life and then I became a personal trainer and took that first client and fell in love with it. And so I fell in love with, um, I always loved fitness and training and sports and football. I always loved it. Um, but I fell in love with helping others get fit, you know? So that was really the key for me is I fell in love with, Uh, inspiring others and helping other people and training people. And uh, I fell in love with that. And so I knew that I knew that I wanted to make that, um, I knew that was my passion and then I was blessed. I, you know, I thank, I thank God that he gave me my passion so early when I was 20 years old in college, probably, I think it was my, um, middle of my sophomore year or my junior year of college, I found fitness. I found the fitness industry and the fitness career. Um, and then I knew I had to master the fitness, the business of fitness um, if i wanted to if I wanted to do this for the rest of my life um, and then so I, we stayed you know my wife and I stayed out in l a and we um, we were doing good and i there was a point in l a where I was either going to open up my own studio and I'll, you know if you can imagine um well well I you know you guys don't know me too well yet, but um, if you asked any of my managers in the past, um, they all would say that they love and hate me because they they loved me because I was always the top grocer in the gym, you know. And I, you know it, what's cool is that Valley Total Fitness they would they would uh, they would post the rankings of the top producers in Southern California, and I was always on the top ten
0: wow. in Southern
1: California when when I was in college, when I was you know 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, I was a top producer in Southern California for all of Valley Total Fitness. So that was cool, and that's what drove me, and that's what I learned early in life of sales um and i was good at sales because i just loved what i i I love what i do so it's easy to sell it and so um and so we did that in um in southern california and then we um we um um yeah i was at a point where i was either going to open my own studio or start training celebrities in in um, hollywood and santa monica and all that Um, but then we had my first son elijah was conceived and then we moved straight to hawaii um, so as soon as we, as soon as he was conceived, I jumped, literally jumped on the computer and booked our tickets home. And then we got home and, and, um, and we just, um, we, opened, we opened the personal training studios. You know, I worked in the clubs for a while, opened personal training studios. We got home in early 2004, May, 2004. And then, um, I got my first crack at opening or buying out an existing studio. Uh, it was a fitness together franchise. So I got some experience early in my career running a fran- a franchise. And I ran that for a couple of years and then I found uh, CrossFit in 07 and I, um, um, I found CrossFit. This is a, actually a good story too. I, I did my first WAD. I went home. Um, I, I was writing, for, I was writing for the Honolulu Star Bulletin and I went to go do a story on CrossFit Oahu, the first CrossFit in Hawaii. And this is what they told me. I was like, I said, Hey, I want to do a story on you guys. And they said, Oh, everybody wants to do a story, but nobody wants to do the WAD. And I'm like, I'm like, what's the WAD? I'm like, What's the why? And they're like, it's the workout of the day. They point to the whiteboard. It's six-minute AMRAP, push, press, box jump, and air squats. I'm like, At CrossFit. I did the interview with these guys, and then um, and then I literally flipped the script on my training methodology for myself, and for all of my clients and friends and family, and of course anybody that would listen to me. Um, so <laughs> so that was in 2007, the summer of 2007. I found CrossFit. I flipped the script on my training methodology for everybody that I was training and all of my businesses, and then. In 2011, we affiliated as CrossFit East Oahu, and we ran CrossFit East Oahu from 2011 to 2018. We built the biggest uh, CrossFit membership in the state of Hawaii. We, out of 3,300 square feet, we built 300 members and kind of maintained 300 members. Uh, we did a, you know, what, for, what's interesting is um, in the heyday of CrossFit, which is about 2012, 13, and 14. Um, in 2014, um, uh, we hit a million dollars in revenue. A normal CrossFit gym will average about 100 to 150 members. And they'll average maybe two to two, maybe three hundred thousand in revenue. So we were doing a million in revenue. We would average probably between seven hundred fifty thousand in revenue. And since it's a business podcast, um, people are interested in revenue. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we did. We crushed it in the heyday of CrossFit. And um, we also, it's you know, another interesting fact from a business standpoint is that is that personal training died in two thousand eight with the economy. Mm. So if you remember that, right? Yeah. Personal one on one personal training just like tanked um and um then luckily we all if back then if you didn't switch into some sort of group like boot camp or crossfit you pretty much left the industry Um, so luckily we switched into crossfit we built crossfit we built group training and what's interesting is in 2013 ish and 14 personal training came back so we were running the hybrid gym and 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 since i had so much training and uh, so much experience in personal training we did so well with crossfit and personal training Um, So we ran a hybrid gym and that's how we were able to do so well in the heyday of CrossFit, which is right around 2014. Um, And then CrossFit kind of uh, teetered out because it started to become synonymous with injury.
0: Right.
1: But because we had um, a strong personal training foundation and CrossFit and um, we did okay. And then so basically we ran our gym to 2018 and, uh, and then my wife Rose just wanted to change the scenery and we have family out here in Texas. So so, um, she was just ready to move on. And so we sold, um, yeah, we sold CrossFit East Oahu and, and it was time to move on. And it was really sad for me because I was my baby, mm-hmm. but, um, it's one of those things. And you know what? It's really hard to do business with your spouse, yeah. right? So anybody, <laughs> anybody out there listening, you know, knows what I'm talking about uh-huh. when you have to go home and sleep with your business partner. Right. Um, not always, um, not always, uh, it's not always. Fun, uh, <laughs> right. but we le- we learned uh, we learned to work it out and self self rehabilitate mm-hmm. is the word yeah. Um, so um, yeah, and then so um, I chose my marriage over over my business in 2018, and we moved and and then um, and here we are here we are in Austin, and um, we got to CrossFit 2222 because my oldest son Elijah is um, is oh um, well, he actually ranked number one in the 14 15 team division in the Amazing. world in um, the world. that's... So, the world, yeah, yeah. and um, and then he made it to the CrossFit Games um, in 2020, and then they canceled the CrossFit Games for the te- for the teenage division. So, um, um, so yeah, so they canceled that, and then. Um, but when we moved to um, Texas, um, uh, he was in the 14. He was 14 years old in the 14-15 division, and then he needed a coach. So we found Dave Tillman at CrossFit Cedar Park. And then we moved to Austin. We were actually in San Antonio first, and then we found Dave. And then uh, Elijah was training at CrossFit Cedar Park. And then um, I saw, I you know I I saw that I knew they had a second location here at 2222. Uh, it was called Tillman Fitness training at 2222. They used to have the CrossFit affiliate as CrossFit 2222, and then they got rid of it. And then I saw that they had this. There were six members here, mm. six members left. Oh. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, Dave. Let me take over that spot, man. Let's I'll get going. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I took it over, um, and um, yeah, I took it over in the, the summer of 2019, and we laid a pretty good foundation um, until the pandemic hit, or the lockdown, right? So we we built up the membership. The lockdown hit. We I I, I pivoted in the lockdown. Like, if you didn't pivot, you died. Right. <laughs> so
0: exactly.
1: We uh we were able to. Yeah, we did a few things that were able. We know we did. We did a few things that were really um would really save the gyms, both gyms actually. In my opinion, I mean, we it really did help both CrossFit Cedar Park and CrossFit 20. We all worked, of so, course. So there's things that we did. We worked together. I had a few ideas that worked, and um, and it really did save the gym, <laughs> save both gyms, because because we stayed open. Even though the, even though the physical locations were closed, mm-hmm. so and then here we are today. Um, we made it through 2020, and um, and it's 2021, and and uh, we're we're in a really good place, and and um, yeah, we're ready to rock. So that's. That's my story. I love
0: it. No, thank you so much for that. And thank you for including detail because, yeah, our audience are, you know, it's mostly entrepreneurs that are going to want to know all of the nitty gritty really? stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. So a couple of things. So how did you stay alive through COVID-19? Like, what do you think what made the biggest impact to keep your business thriving? And then also I want you to talk about some of your um, maybe future, I don't know, On you had mentioned yeah. some online programs and that sort of a thing. So yeah. please elaborate on those. That'd be great.
1: Okay, so I'm um, running a brick and mortar gym. Um, brick and mortar gym through the lockdown, through the pandemic, um, the gyms, the gym, the gyms were closed. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, where were you training at the time? At, were you at Lakeway?
0: At Lakeway. So we were doing the Zoom. Okay. We were on the Zoom. Okay. Things. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. So um, the gyms, the brick and mortar gyms, are closed, and um, so the last. Couple of days before we closed, you know, and I had just started building momentum. So we went from six members here. And at the time it was called Tillman Fitness at 2222. We, I didn't bring back the affiliate until July, which is, which is part of our success story. Um, but we weren't even, we weren't even an affiliate during the lockdown. And, um, we had just started getting momentum and, um, the affiliate cost money it's a couple thousand dollars to pay for the affiliate for the licensing fee for CrossFit. And we are CrossFit purists. So, you know, if my kids weren't world class or, you know, aspiring, if my children were my three older boys were not aspiring world class CrossFitters, then I would probably have a different business model. But since they are, they're we are CrossFit purists. They are aspiring athletes. So I knew we needed to bring back the affiliate Um, that came later in the story, but a couple of days before locking down, before closing the gym, I just thought to myself, I was like, if we, like, we're going to close the gym and if we don't have something in, extremely engaging to do, there's no reason for anybody to continue to pay their membership. Like why, why would anybody pay their membership? Why would anybody pay their month to month membership if there's nothing, if I mean, and I knew that zoom wasn't enough. So I knew that running zoom classes wasn't going to be enough. And, and also running Zoom classes, I knew that, I knew that most coaches would think that Zoom is a bandaid, right? Like I'm going to run, I'm going to, you know, do Zoom until, until we reopen and we'll figure it out. And then, so when we did start Zoom, um, I knew that Zoom, I knew that we needed to be badass at running Zoom. Like you need to bring it running (laughs) Zoom because like you need to fire it up. Cause if you, and I just, I also knew that zoom was here to stay, yeah. you know, I knew that. And to this day, like, uh, uh, Elizabeth Preston, Laura Mills, like these guys are built out their gyms. They've built out their gyms. They keep building it out. Like, I'm not sure they'll ever come back to the gym. Right? <laughs> so I, I, I knew like, and really there's no reason to, if, if you get everything you need from your zoom coaches and your zoom class, and you got everything you need in your gym. I mean, you know, even when we do open back up, I mean, like, pick, like, I mean, you know Laura Mills, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I don't know if Laura will ever need to come back because you know why? Because we do such a good job. Of, uh, we do such a good job of delivering Zoom, like yep. so. I mean, and I'm constantly thinking of ways to get better at it too. So, as far as you know, as far as the technology is concerned with cameras and audio and all of that. So, anyways, um, I knew that Zoom was here to stay. So, that, I think that I think that was a differentiator uh, for us. And I, I spent a lot of a, to- a lot of time in. um, the crossfit um facebook groups the F- crossfit owner affiliate owner facebook groups and people were freaking out right people were freaking out and and um there also there's also conflicting there was conflicting advice um when it came to zoom and what whatever it is um so i didn't luckily i, I don't spend too much time on that group because there's there's just, there's just too much negative energy um at, especially at the time so anyways um Here's what I did. Here's what I did is I ran great Zoom classes of apocalypse games. Okay. So I started, so everybody is in freak out mode anyway. So I just threw down this theme with, um, with, um, Mad Max Fury Road. You guys know that movie? Yeah. So Mad Max Fury Road. So I just dropped all this apocalypse theme and like, it's the end of the world. And I didn't talk anything. I didn't really put any energy. I put zero energy into COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, no, I put zero energy. All I did was I said, oh, my gosh, guys, it's Mad Max Fury Road time. Here's an apocalypse. And then and I created this theme and this energy towards everybody sticking together, first of all. And then I divided the membership up into teams, right? Teams of six. And I created a a point system and an engagement system where they had to do the workouts. They had to video themselves. And they had to post it to the private Facebook group and they had to do it in theme. So they had to dress, they got, you got, if you dressed up, you got more points. So I had people dressing up in Mad Max gear, painting their faces, you know, working out without, you know, without shirts and creating the, you know, creating the the atmosphere Mm -hmm. in their garage, whatever it might be. So it was the apocalypse games. There's a point system, there are leaderboards and um, we ran that and I figured that we'd be close for eight weeks, two months, we ran it for eight weeks. And, um, and, um, there were two, for example, like, uh, and you know, the key was community, of course, you know, to unify the community, there were two Facebook groups, one for Cedar Park and one for 2222. And I said, you know what? Um, I told Dave and Robin, the owners, I said, Hey, you know what? We need to shut down the, the, um, 2222 group. We need to throw everybody in the Cedar Park group and we need to bring the fire to that group. And, we need to, we'll launch this thing and we did launch it and it did really well. And there's a point system in the leaderboards and you know, you know, what was cool is that we did things like on Sundays, we did like the Sunday interview and everything was for points. Everything was for points. So if you know, anybody that knows CrossFitters is like the wacko for points, <laughs> you know, and uh, this is a, this is also a, a, um, a games system that I used to run every summer at CrossFit East Oahu in Hawaii. It's called the, it the CFEO Summer Games. So I already knew that it would work. I already, and I just put the apocalypse theme on it. And you know what's cool is I was going to say was um, on Sunday, those points to just uh, do the video interview. So a couple of questions, you know, whatever. You know, and then my earpiece is going to die here. So if I'm gonna, I might have to switch over. Okay. So anyway, um, the interview... The Interview the interviews on this weekend. Like, how'd you find CrossFit? What do you like to cook? You know, what do you, what do you, what are your baking skills or grilling skills or smoking skills? Or, you know, um, it was just these interviews, and on Sunday, everybody would drop these interviews. First of all, it forced you know what it did for a lot of people is it forced people to get good taking selfie videos, mm. right? And they, they got good at taking selfie videos, and a lot of people were embarrassed, and, but they did it, they did it for points. You know what I mean? And um, so the, everybody got to know each other from all these interviews. And then all of a sudden, both memberships are talking to each other um, and everybody's staying engaged. And the bottom line is that there was, there was extreme, there was engagement. There was a, there was extreme engagement. And that's what people needed, uh, you know, just to stay fit, just to stay fit. And that's what justified them paying their membership, mm-hmm. right? Because if there was just you know, if there was just Zoom classes, I mean, it would be okay. But in my opinion, it wasn't going to be enough. You know, it wasn't going to be enough. So and you want to know an, an amazing quote? One of my favorite quotes in sales and marketing. Yeah. All the, for all of us entrepreneurs that love entrepreneur, you know, sales and marketing, is uh, what, Napo- you know what? you know what Napoleon said? Napoleon said that men will die for ribbons. Men will die for ribbons. And sometimes people just need ten points. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just need ten points or hundred points to wake up and show up to a class. hundred points to to do the extra credit work. hundred points to shoot a Sunday video. And they don't want to let their teammates down. They don't want to be the they don't want to be the weak link on the team. And you okay. know, and if you can imagine, there's me like, don't be the weak link. <laughs> you know, don't be the weak link. You better know? show up. You know, God forbid you're, you're you're the low scorer on your team. You better make the you know? so um
0: yeah no that's I mean, uh that's yeah. hilarious because it's like especially if you're on a team right so I did um a couple years in a row the um iron bell and you know you're on yes. a team with other women and it's just like dang it <laughs> it's like you've gotta bring it because you've all the these other you know women on your team and you're like okay you know and And, uh, you know, uh, Nissa, Elizabeth, and Laura and I were all on a team. And yeah. um, Yeah. And so uh, there's photos of us where I'm like, one of the last um, movements was rowing. And you just had to row your heart out, you know, for the last couple of minutes, you know, until the timer went. And, of course... It was my turn to get on the rower, and I'm like, why am I closing this out, you know? And so, like, I'm rowing, and I'm rowing, and it's not, I'm, like, short, like, Elizabeth should have been on it, you know, but, like, they were, like, there's a great photos of them just, like, cheering me on, like, and they were, like, right in my face, you know, and it was great, and so... Yeah, you totally had the the right idea there, and I would see people posting their stuff during that challenge. And- yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You saw it. Yeah. And that was the thing too. Is uh, is you ha- if you wanted more points, you had to post on your public page. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you wanted, you know, if you wanted less points, then and if you didn't want to post on your public page, um, then you could get points, but it would be less if you posted in the private group. And so that was part, you know. So let's talk about like some of the business aspects, right? Number one was com- is like uh, enforcing community. Number two was leveraging. Um, social media marketing, like having people post under on, on their public page. Yeah, you know, um, you know, so and the other things were, um, you know, how about adaptation to technology? Right, is like forcing and developing your own skill sets. Like, like me and all my coaches, that was the message I shared with them. Is like Zoom is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Zoom is here to stay. So get good on Zoom. Right. you know, so that, that kind of thing. So the adaptation for technology and is shifting with the times, and then and then just. You know, from a business standpoint, it was definitely um, just digging way deep into customer service, right? Mm-hmm. Digging way deep into getting to know your clients and servicing your clients, and you know, what else can we do to make give? What else can we do to give them the love? You know what I mean? And that's the core value coming from Hawaii. It's we call that, and it's it's called the Aloha spirit, right? So that's a that's that is the number one core. That is the core value. Number one core value that I run in all of my business is just just extreme level of customer service. Mm-hmm. So and just yep. loving on everybody, and that's what we had to do. So those are the, you know, those are some of the business points um, to the apocalypse games. To like make
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Because I always ask people, I'm like, what tools or processes like have changed your business for the better? Because there's so many, you know, like that people have discovered during the pandemic where they're like forced to shift a certain way, never probably yeah. would have, or it would have taken them a while to evolve in that direction, but they were forced to shift into it. And um, because of that, they're like, you know what? We're keeping those processes. We're yes. keeping, you know, like now, like exactly. that's the future of our business model, you know. It's and it's it's such an incredible, incredible thing to see. Um, and so the fact that you had that vision or that foresight to be like, okay, this isn't going away. Like our world has changed forever, you know, and it's like we're yes. not there is no going back, you know. And so there's no
2: going back. Mm-mm. This is this is the new normal.
0: Exactly. This is the new normal. And it is, it's embracing exactly. technology. It's embracing like how do you connect with people remotely, you know, how do you get that connection without being face to face, you know, because it's not going to come back fully, you know, at all. And
2: another challenge we had was, okay, the gym's open. Okay. So what are we doing about Zoom? Are we running a second Zoom class or are we running a hybrid and combining Zoom and live? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden here we are, here we are coaching a Zoom class with our iPhones and then we got a live class in front of us, you know, and then, so that goes into leadership and management, And taking care of your coaching, your staff is like, guys, like you can't like focus on the zoom people and forget about the live. And then don't, it's easy to focus on the live because that's what we're used to, but you can't forget about the zoom. And that's the question is, okay, how do we get so good at zoom where we make, how do we make the zoom client feel like they're in with the live client? And that's what we have to get good at. Mm -hmm. And there's some coaches that don't want to work that hard. You know, there's some people that don't want to work there. It was hard. It was hard work. Yeah. It's easy for us now, but it was hard work. It mm-hmm. was hard work. And then doing things like putting the Zoom class on the big screen and, you know, just and making, making, you got to make, we, you know, we knew that we had to make the Zoom client feel just as engaged and just as special as the live and vice versa. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was all part of the puzzle.
0: And how did, how did you solve that? I mean, like you mentioned, you put the Zoom class on the screen. How did you kind of make them feel like they were involved?
2: Okay, so one, um, one thing that we always do that I live by is a uh, question of the day. Mm-hmm. So um, I never start a class without question of the day because it's such a, it's such a you know, and if, if there's, you know, for anybody that runs, and that's what I think about my career, and that's what I've really, that's what I've kind of pinpointed is that one of my greatest attributes, one of my greatest skill sets is is building community. So I'm a master of building community. Question of the day. Um, general because it opens people up to answer questions people are laughing you always figure out who who the nerds are who the class clowns are you figure out people you know it puts it connects people so connecting people making sure that a zoom person could answer questions a day and the rest of the class could hear and the rest of the class could laugh the rest of the class could respond so starting off with question of the day and then of course just um professionalism um with zoom is like making sure how about like Making sure that everybody, you start on time, you making sure that you're double checking for people that are sitting in the waiting room, um, you know, and like <laughs> how many times have I got the whole class started and I didn't check for the person coming in that's three minutes late. All of a sudden they're, te- they're texting me, they're blowing up, you know, so just being <laughs> professionalism was really important as you know, is locking down and being good at technology and then, and then engagement in class, getting, getting people engaged with question of the day, um, coaching, so with Zoom, the key part to Zoom from, from a fitness standpoint is you got to be able to talk to your our people on Zoom, talk to our members on Zoom, position, you know, help them position their cameras, help them get good on Zoom, right? That's actually a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, don't place your camera there. don't no, You know, don't stick your butt over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like… You know and don't like if you're wearing a low top like don't lean over <laughs> right. in front of your camera <laughs> exactly uh, so like you know because especially if you're on the big screen if you're on a big screen you know you don't want your booty no. all up in the camera or your boobies all up in the camera uh so you know so that's a big part is mm-hmm. making our making our zoom client feel comfortable and confident um you know that's one thing, um, and then running the Zoom class, and for our coaches, you have to see, you have to have good camera angles, um, and we al- we also have multiple cameras in our Zoom classes. We have multiple cameras that give us different angles and multiple cameras so that the Zoom clients can see multiple angles of the gym to feel to feel a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then coaching. So, the, us as coaches, we have to see everything they're doing, and we have to you have to actually coach, right? Like. Like open up your hips there. Stand tall. All right, sit your hip back, chest up. Like you actually have to coach because if you're not coaching, then the Zoom member will feel like they're just going along for the ride, right. and they're not getting coached. So you got to coach. So you got to see. So you got to pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you got to coach, and then you gotta you gotta make some really good coaching remarks so that people actually can make changes and and realize that they're you that they're when they come to class they're gonna get better, right? So that that was one thing um, really important is the actual coaching. Um, Oh, here's what this is a fun one is, and this is what we're really good at here too is, um, take, you know, let's say for example, Laura Mills, there's Laura Mills on zoom, there's Molly on zoom, and then there's Heather live. Right. And these three girls are very competitive. And that's another big part is understanding truly understanding your clients and knowing, knowing what hot buttons to push, mm-hmm. right. Knowing what to put. So Heather, Molly, and, um, Laura, they're competitive. They lift, you know, they're working with the same amount of weight on the barbell. So um, finding the moments in time where there are competitive moments and they're all finishing together, you know, then kind of egging them on, right? Oh, no, Laura, Molly's right behind you. <laughs> all right. Heather, Heather, dude, Heather, Molly is on your tail. Right. Pick it up, pick it up. Molly, you're right on Heather's tail. Pick it up, pick it up, <laughs> you know? So so really um, orchestrating orchestrating and orchestrating the competition, the live competition that's happening between Zoom and live, orchestrating that competition and commentating. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are um, on their iPhones or iPads, so they don't have a big view, but they can hear. Okay. So they can hear everything going on and they can hear us coaching and our voice. So we can commentate the whole workout to make them feel like they're a part of it. So, co- be, you know, not everybody's a good commentator. You have to learn to be a good commentator. Right. And, you know, just names, you know, calling out people by name, calling out movements, calling out time, keeping an eye on the clock. Sometimes we have a sec- uh, second or third cl- uh, camera that's facing the clock, like if we're on a specific kind of workout. So anyways, as you can see, I can go on and <laughs> on. So that's, that would sum it up for – um, maximizing the zoom experience. No,
0: I love it because it's the community is such, such a huge part of CrossFit, you know? And so to keep you, it's like, that yep. might've been your biggest challenge, you know, when this pandemic hit and Absolutely. it's like, would love, this is great info. Cause, um, cause not only will other people in your, your niche learn, but then other people who are listening, I'm like, dang it, well maybe now I have somewhere that I can work out safely, you know, and Absolutely. in a community environment. Um, So you're putting so much energy and effort into your members and into your coaches and stuff. Like what do you do to kind of like fill your cup as it were? Like what kind of daily routines do you have that like kind of help your your business as well as your personal success? You know, everybody has their thing. Like working out, you know, gratitude, meditation. What is it that you do?
2: Yes. Okay. Fill my own cup. Great question. So. Good question. Um, so routine, Oh, you know what? In my, in my, um, in my older, my, my older age here, I just turned 41 in, in October. And, um, so, um, I, I, would start off by saying just, just constant, um, evolution, constant self-evolution and the constant self-awareness is kind of where I would, I would use those two terms to kind of sum it up. Constant self evolution. Um, and constant self-awareness. And I I would say that um, I spend a lot of time, I guess I spend a lot of time reflecting just because I've been in um, just a massive transition uh, moving to moving from like, what was my, you know, what was, what I thought I was going to do forever in Hawaii. And then all of a sudden being uprooted. So self-evolution and self-reflection, I spent a lot of time, or I do spend a lot of time thinking about, you know from an entrepreneurial standpoint thinking about what i did in my 20s you know and i just turned 40 41 so i spent a lot of time thinking about my 20s i spent a lot of time i spend a lot of time thinking about um, what uh, how i was successful in my 30s and building such a successful um, you know i built a very successful crossfit gym and my thirties, but I also made a lot of mistakes, right? Made a lot of mistakes. And that's how I know I'm going to be so successful with this operation is because I'm not going to make the mistakes i made in the past. So, so to fill my cup, just evolving, being more aware, and then just making the decisions that I need to make. So just being really, you know, good, some couple of good words that I've been using lately is just very concise decision-making, just very concise decision-making and very deliberate decision-making. So I would say I start off with that and just making and, you know, directing energy. I'd move into this concept of just directing energy. I don't waste any energy now. I don't like before I used to talk to people or spend time on problems or drama, spend time on drama that wasn't like wasted energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm very um, deliberate and very concise with where I direct my energy and every move I make, everything I do, every conversation I have, Um, I just am very concise about where I direct my energy and, and I don't waste any, and I don't waste any energy with, with, um, things or relationships or, or tasks that don't make me happy, you know, don't Mm -hmm. make me happy. So, um, and then the rest of the stuff would just be, you know, that would lead into a routine. I'm very, I'm much more of a routine oriented person now than I ever have been. I'm very much a free spirit. I spent my twenties and thirties as a as a free spirit, especially, um, as just a wild entrepreneur. <laughs> so, now I'm more calculated. Um, so therefore I am more routine, um, the, you know, the, more routine. So, um, go to bed at a certain time, wake up at a certain time. I love the morning. So I've always been a morning person. So I wake up every morning at about 4.00 AM, 4, 4.15. 4. I coach the first class at 5.30 AM. I go to bed, you know, I probably go to bed, 10 o'clock is usually my bedtime, so routine with sleep, um, routine with workouts, routine with food, routine with um, relationships, and um, morning rituals, you know, and and yeah, so that, so routine, you know, to sum it up too, would be just, is just doing, doing the things, doing the things every day that I love to do, and you know what, you know, a lot of people on the entrepreneurial journey would probably agree, it's just freedom, is uh, taking the freedom and controlling your destiny, right? It's taking the freedom to taking the freedom to make the decisions, to decide on what makes you happy. And then just mm-hmm. just execute on your decisions. So that's that's the number one entrepreneurial core value that I have is freedom. And I build my myself and my family around that is that I make if I don't like something, then <laughs> I just change it. Yeah. So um yeah. So and a good example of that is um um kind of left brain, right brain stuff is like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love to pour my heart into coaching and coaching other people. But I'll know on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like I found that in creative business or any, um, you know, I can do anything analytical, logistical or coaching or training, but I can't, but my creative side, I can't do anything creative on those days. So on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so I switched my whole schedule. Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Friday is pure coaching, pure customer service, pure retention, you know, working on retention, working on training and coaching and just loving on people. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I do all the creative work, all the business work. I do design website, um, copywriting, email marketing, all the stuff that requires, um, creativity and ingenuity and all that. So, and that was, that's part of filling my cup and that's part of, um, self-care and all that is just, is just taking the freedom to design my own schedule, you know. And sometimes, as young entrepreneurs, especially, or any any, any entrepreneur, sometimes you forget. Sometimes you forget that you have that power. Right. Just do whatever you want to do. If it doesn't make you happy, then change it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: that would be. That would kind of sum it up. Is just self evolution, self awareness, decision making, and freedom. No, that's so.
0: great because it's like if you're not going throughout your day with intention, you know, you're Absolutely. just losing so yeah. much. Energy. And I love what you said about, you know, make a decision and move on. And that's what I teach yep. people. I'm like, listen, your business yep. is going to change quite a bit, you know, from now. And like the decisions you make are not set in stone. Things will change. Let's so make a decision that makes sense now and yep. move on. Don't get that analysis paralysis, you know, kind of yep. a thing. Absolutely. So that's huge. And Absolutely. we do a similar thing, almost the opposite days, uh, like Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's like mm-hmm. we're I'm on camera. We're live. I'm teaching. Yes, I'm training. Yes. I'm doing podcasts. I'm you know. And then the other days, I'm more like in the business, creative. You know, yes. that sort of c- yeah. creating. You and know? That's the fun part.
2: You know. Yeah. Both exactly. are fun, but you know, but you, I I don't like. Um, I don't like time blocking. You know both of those types of work on the same day right No, so so different days just different days so
0: yeah time blocking saves my life but it's like definitely different days for different things absolutely 100 percent um okay so as we look forward on your business i want to know what are your goals and your vision like whether or not it's you know creating more programming uh, more of an off online offshoot like what are you thinking
2: okay now for us um um and i've been thinking about this a lot lately and i'm in a very i'm in a, i'm just in a very interesting place in um in business and and um so a big part of business right now is um is my three my three teenage sons mm-hmm. um so i have a 16 year old a 14 year old and a 13 year old and um and then i also have a 6 year old and a 4 year old so it's a really a really busy really stressful really um Man, as a father, for me as a father, um, I've got to be on at all times. So, um, I'm um, so business wise, it's interesting. And I think it is important. I think it is important for me and my advice to others would just be, or just in my opinion, it would just be like business. You have the power to include your family in your business. Right. So, and I wouldn't do any business that didn't include my family or at least include time for me to be with my family. And I think that's important. And just according to my core values, I wouldn't do business if it took me away from my family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so what's really cool is that the interesting part of my journey now, um, is, is mentoring my sons and mentoring my sons in the business. And we homeschool our kids. So what does the future look like for our businesses? Is, is I'm raising up, raising up my sons in the operation of the business and in the operation of running a, a CrossFit gym. So We've homeschooled our kids all our lives, just because they're they're hardcore, passionate CrossFit competitors. So we is is we homeschool them, and for a million different reasons, actually. Um, but we homeschool them, and my oldest son is a sophomore in high school, and he was just getting so sick and tired of just classical education, right? And he would be in front of his computer anyway all day long, and um, he was just getting really sick and tired of sitting in front of his computer and um, social studies and algebra, whatever, you know, math, just general, just classical education. So, um, and he wasn't doing good anyway. And so I was like, man, if you're over this, then I'm going to design a full business curriculum for you. And you're going to start, this was in June. And I said, you're going to start in June, you know, so this is in, in this past summer, I said, if you're, if you're over and I'm a firm believer that like every kid is different, every mm-hmm. kid's motivated, different. I have five children, and all of them are different. Yeah. And they learn different. They have different learning styles. They have different um, social engagement, different emotional intelligence. They're all different. So for my oldest son Elijah, I said, if you don't, if you're sick and tired of this classical education and your books every day, and uh, you're going to go into a full, full edged business curriculum with me in the gym, so that means um, leadership, sales and management, accounting, finance, sales and marketing, production, operations, quality control, customer service. You can learn all of it. You know. And then, um, so we did that in June and, um, and my, my other two boys jumped in. So I have all three boys doing a full-time business curriculum in the gym. And, and that's, that's, that's been the big change in my personal entrepreneurial journey. So, um, so now I'm focused on writing, basically writing the operations manual, writing the manual and of a successful, uh, CrossFit gym, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm writing the manual on how to do it, how my boys would do it, how, how I think, you know, what in my opinion makes a successful CrossFit gym or micro gym, any micro, any boutique, any boutique fitness. And it's all the same thing because what you do is you provide, you could change out CrossFit for Pilates, for yoga, for HIIT training, for rowing, for spinning. You could change it out, but the, when As far as we we are masters of building a fitness community. That's what we are. And so now um, my focus used to be on my 12 week transform program and it's still there and it's awesome. I've packaged it. I've sold it to other gyms and it's like, you know, part of me just looks at that and it's like, that is like, it's, it it really is a golden egg in itself. And, um, but I'm definitely, I definitely can't put as much focus on that now because I have my three sons in front of me. So um, so that's, that's kind of where we're heading now is just really uh, mastering um, the operations, the operations of a micro gym, a CrossFit gym. And, and then, um, and I'm, a, I'm just such a huge fan of the online offshoot, right? Whatever that might be. I love the brick and mortar because I love people and I love real hugs and I love real kisses and I love, you know, I love real energy and I, it's becoming a lost art, right? Yeah. You know, and, and um, it's becoming, especially at this age of COVID-19, I mean, Um, but connecting connect eye contact. How about eye contact? Like just teaching, you know, how about eye contact? How about remembering names? How about being able to have a conversation and keep a conversation going? You know, how about, you know, how about those, you know, those, those people skills, man, Mm -hmm. people skills. So I love that and teaching my sons that because where does everybody live? Everybody lives in front of their phone these days. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's a big part of, um, that's a big part of the evolution here. And then, um, But, you know, as far as like, I love the online business. So I think I would, um, one day, one day, um, I think, I I think transform installing the transform business model. And this is cool. Actually, you'll appreciate this. This is so cool. And this is how we built our gym back home is we run a 12 week transform program and we run it three times a year, year in and year out. Right. So it goes New Year season, summer season, fall season, and there's an off season in um, April, August, and July. So three times a year, I call it a triannual year, and then we just keep feeding the next transform cycle, right? And in the beginning, um, in the beginning, we get everybody fired up, rotted up, and then get everybody, you know, measures, photos, all this, and then and um, we pound them through the CrossFit season, and you know, deliver amazing results. And then at the end, this is the kicker—you'll love this—and all the entrepreneurs out there who might be doing a gym or anything, I mean, you can use this for anything. But it's so so fun. Um, what we do at the end is we do professional photo shoot for all of the transformers, right? After their 12 week program or whatever. And then at the end, we'd throw this transform awards gala and it was cocktail attire. And it was at all the best hotels in Hawaii or all these beautiful homes. And we just throw this massive party, this massive party, super nice cocktail attire. And on at the party now at the party, we would unveil the before and after pictures, (laughs) the transformers, right? We were so so fun That's so great. fun and uh, at the party so nobody and of course i'm just hyping up all 12 weeks right oh so-and-so dropped 20 pounds so-and-so dropped 30 you know so-and-so down 10 percent body fat so i'm just hyping it up on the facebook page internally internal and external marketing right internal mm. external i'm hyping it up out there to the public i'm hyping it up into the community and then we're just we're just building all this hype to the party right and, and then we're inviting everybody you need to come to the party because you think about it right think about it, it's like you might not want to come wad with me. You might not want to come work out with me, but you'll come party with me. Right. <laughs> so bring, you know, so everybody bring your friends, bring your friends. Right. And then we're gonna unveil in, in season in the summer of 2011 was season one. And we ran three seasons a year. And so I ran 23 consecutive seasons before I moved to Texas. And then I ran a couple of seasons while I was here in Texas. But for 23 seasons in Hawaii, we'd we'd throw the season and then the party transformers on the big screen. And at the peak of Transform, there were 85 Transform pictures on the big screen. Okay, wow. so imagine we're all at the party, good food, good entertainment, and all of a sudden it's time for the slideshow, right? The unveiling, the reveal. And then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, and I'd get up on the mic, and there'd always be a theme, like, welcome to the jungle. There'd be, you know, white party, red party, um, masquerade. There's always a theme. I mean, in this era of CrossFit East Oahu back home, it was just like the most epic time. The most epic time. It's such great memories. And then at the party, it'd be the unveil. And I'd get on the mic and then, um, then, say, for example, there might be 30 Transformers on the big screen. And then the Transform slideshow would just build up and there'd just be these amazing transformations. And everybody's already had a couple drinks. Already, So the crowd's just going wild. And, and um, yeah, so that was the, that's, that's the business model. I call it the Transform business model. Um, the transform business system called mm-hmm. the transform business system. So I packaged that whole dang thing and I've sold it to other gyms and I've consulted with other gyms and it freaking works like a charm. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Works like a charm.
0: That's like the Holy grail um, for sure. Yeah.
2: Dude. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, the party, one of these days we'll throw one here in Austin and Austin's the perfect city for this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. One of these days we'll throw them here. Um, but anyway, that, um, that will come, um, so, one of these days, and then right now, business wise, where we move forward um, is just um, building the gym, and that's the easy one. Is we just need to get you know we started with six members today. We're we're right around seventy members, nice, and we just need to settle in at about one hundred yeah. and fifty. That's it. And then once we have a solid one hundred and fifty, then we can just kind of between one hundred and fifty and two hundred, then uh, then we have a thriving gym. Yeah, right. So so brick and mortar, we just need to do that. Get up to one hundred fifty, two hundred members. Um, take care of our members, build the gym, create new opportunities. And then online would be, um, con- you know, the consulting, um, defining our method of running a micro gym mm-hmm. and then transform. Yeah. So as you can see, I'm, I'm, I mean, tr- I, you know, transform, transform is my baby, my bread and butter. It's my life. It really is my life's work, right? Mm-hmm. What does it take to create transformation? Right. right? And I define transformation with three words is dramatic, visible, physical change. Right. Mm-hmm. So so um and then I have I have the nutrition, you know, the nutrition, you know, the formula, the formulas, the nutrition, the intermittent fasting, the workouts, the crossfit, the community, the accountability, the measurements, you know, all of that stuff, the photo shoot, the party, the you know, talk about accountability, right? I'd be like, I say hey, hey Aaron, welcome to Transform. Um, you know, on March 30th is your photo shoot. We're gonna do a professional photo shoot. And on March 30th is your photo shoot, and then one week later on April 6th, you're gonna be on the big screen. Okay. <laughs> everybody, oh, and everybody vote for the winner, right? So every season there be a champion. Right. And then second place, third place, beach body champ, six six pack champ, and you know, and then there'll be like these ridiculous prizes, like ridiculous prizes, like you know, like different stays at you know, the different hotels out there, and just everybody would donate the prizes too. Yeah, so
0: that's awesome. No, that's anyway, really
2: cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. No, I love it. It's,
0: I love a multifaceted yeah. growth. And especially like you were saying, that you package up that program because yes. I'm all about, you know, having part of your business model be um I'm losing the word now, but basically not have to rely on your real time effort, right. you know. To Absolutely. Have, so Absolutely. That's, just,
2: you know, you gotta create you gotta create those systems where you're not trading hours for dollars. Exactly. And you wanna so. create those systems that you create passive and residual income and
0: passive that thank um, you. That's what I was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Passive residual income. And then, you know, information product, I love information product because there's just so much I've over 21 years, there's so much content that I just need to put on paper, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Put it on audio, put it on video and then, and just um, organize it. And there's so much, there's so much, you know, there's so much, there's so much experience, you know, and I've made so many mistakes and I've, and I've got so much experience and knowledge and wisdom over 21 years in the fitness industry like I, how could I not put it out there? Right. You know, how could I not write the book on it, do the blog on it, do the video audio? So, so yeah, so a lot, lot going on. You know, and and um, yeah, and of course I love it all.
0: Well, where so where can people find you online if they want more info?
2: Um, the easiest thing right now um, is just CrossFit twenty two twenty two dot com.
0: Okay, perfect. So that's the
2: easiest thing to do, and my phone number's on there. Okay, and I'm a, and like I don't have. Uh, I wish I had. I, I wish I had, I love, um, I you know I love the website and doing the websites and, you know, I made it real simple though for, for now. And it's real simple. It's just like, Hey, everybody call me. Yeah. And in this day and age, <laughs> it's been amazing. And you know, I've actually signed up probably 25 members in the last two months nice. and they've all just called me. And that's, that's my call to action on the website. And you know, if there's anybody, you know, if, all the entrepreneurs out there, I know we got all these high-tech funnels and all this and that, and I'm all for that, no doubt. But I'm call me or text me. Call me or text me. Call me or text me. And you know what people do? They call me, or they text me. And you know what we do? We have a real conversation and I invite them in. Right. <laughs> so, I know. So, um, yeah, simplest funnel ever right now <laughs> as far as funnels are concerned. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Go, everybody go to CrossFit2222.com and call me, text me, whatever you need. And if, yeah, you know, if anybody wants to work out and you're in this area or if you want to Zoom in, um, come on down and message me. And, um, if anybody, um, is in the micro, you know, the micro gym space or CrossFit space and they want to chat, I mean, I'd be more than happy to. So my phone number is right there on the website.
0: Awesome. No, that's perfect. And so we always wrap up, uh, every episode with a fun question. We are music heads over here. I mentioned that Joey is a musician. And so we always ask everybody, if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be?
2: Oh that's easy pro jam all day.
0: Look at you. Yeah, Eddie all better. right.
2: Any better so yeah. For sure, for sure. So um I have that on the playlist. I play that in the gym all the time but just you know um yeah, for sure pro jam, any better awesome. and um and um yeah, if it, I have these uh marketing campaigns that I'm going to start launching, probably just social media marketing campaigns, but it's going to be all about not the 90s. Yeah. Love right? it. And then so cuz that's that's my clientele here is forty five to fifty forty five to sixty five year olds and nineties nineties music mm-hmm. you know so I'm gonna yeah I'm excited to launch a whole I'm gonna launch a whole marketing campaign just based around nineties music
0: that's perfect yeah. no it's
2: don't you think that would work
0: one hundred percent I mean I made yeah. a playlist for the gym I'm at that's all nineties so. yeah it's gonna be like
2: it's gonna be like you know it's going it's gonna be um, you know uh, put on put on some. Uh, you know, oh, you know what I'll do is like, a, I'll wear a per, I'll wear a Pearl Jam shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, take a picture, do some video. I'll wear a Pearl Jam shirt, and I'll be like, and the headline will be, "If you don't like '90s music, you're not allowed at this gym." Nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, go elsewhere. I mean, imagine, how much, imagine how much fun you could have with the '90s theme marketing campaign. That
0: is so, awesome! Oh my god, I have had so much fun talking to you. Thank yeah. you. What about for you me? guys, music wise, real quick? What oh, um, guys? mine would be Beastie Boys. Number one Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then All Joey, right. yours is Led Zeppelin, right, Joey? Yeah. Led okay. Zeppelin, so, awesome. okay. Yeah. So, it's funny. You never know how people are going to answer. Some people are like, no. take them 10 minutes to figure it out. And other people yeah. like, just know. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, I love, I love music. And if you think about it, if you think about it, um, I love music so much it makes me love silence because in the gym right i'm listening to music so that's where i do all my music studying is while i'm playing music in the classes mm-hmm. yeah so I, I love music and i love uh, i love you know what i love making sure that i play the kind of music in the workouts that people like to hear
0: yeah
2: and then i love when at the end of the day i love when i shut it all down yeah and i love just i just love the silence at the end of the day And then I just sit there after class. I sit there, shut everything down and just get some silence. And then just reflect on the day.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's perfect. It's probably one of your favorite parts of the day. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so fun to speak with you. you. And I love how transparent you were. And it's going to help so many people that are listening. So I really, really appreciate it.